Hello friends and welcome for, to the 407 Travel Advisory. It has been a while. Um, I'd like to say that I have some really great reason for not having made a podcast in six months. But, you know, I got nothing. Uh, I was just feeling overwhelmed and stressed by life in general. Pre-coronavirus, post, you know everything going on in the world, so I took a break. But I'm back. Um, My co-host Owen is at the babysitters, so it's just gonna be me sitting in a pool, sipping on a boat drink, and talking about random Orlando stuff. So, today is June 29th, 2020. Big new, biggest news of the week that just happened was that Splash Mountain will be rethemed off of the um, less than, uh, let's say, polit- not less than politically correct um, Song of the South treatment that it's currently ha- has and replaced rethemed, reimagineered with Princess and the Frog. Um, personally, I think this is a fantastic idea. Um, I personally loved uh, Splash Mountain or as it was at first. Um, I loved the Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox, Br'er Bear characters. Um, being a uh, Southern boy, I did grow up reading Bear Rocks, Bear Fox, Bear Bear, and Bear Rabbit. Um, specifically, I learned that was actually one of the first books I ever read was Bear Rabbit and the Tar Baby, which, to a three or four year old, um, in a very sheltered life, didn't really register as problematic until. Um, recent events really had me take a good long look at uh, both myself, my upbringing, and my worldview, and I like to think that I'm doing better about it, being more woke AF, as the kids say these days. So, yeah, um, that's me. I'm in favor of it. I think it's a good idea. I think that Disney is going to make a great ride even better. Um, It was definitely due for an overhaul already with um, a lot of the animatronics uh, showing their age for the most part. I mean, it's already almost 30 years old. So all in all, it's a good idea. I like it. Um, Full disclosure, I have never seen The Princess and the Frog, um, which is sad and points more to the sheltered upbringing that I needed to re-examine because I am from New Orleans and I have yet to see the movie that is um, based in New Orleans. The first American, African-American Disney princess um, born and raised in New Orleans based off of a real-life person or modeled, I should say, after the real-life person uh, Leah Chase, who is one of the queens of uh, New Orleans cooking, and I have yet to see this film. 
Um, so that's my bad. I will be rectifying that uh, this weekend with little kiddo. Uh, we're going to watch it and honestly, probably, probably going to love it. Um, other news is that we are um, within two weeks, hopefully, of the grand reopening of Walt Disney World. Um, they reopen on July 11th, 2020. I, for one, will unfortunately not be there. I do have to work, and I am a zookeeper, so I cannot just take off randomly to go on massive trips down to Orlando as often as I would like. Um, hopefully, we'll be going in uh, November, possibly January of either 2021 or 2022. Um, as much as I'd love to hit the 50th anniversary of the parks, um, monetarily, it makes the most amount of sense uh, just based off of current prices to wait till uh, January, February, maybe go during Mardi Gras um, and see the rest of the citizenry of New Orleans that don't want to deal with the craziness of Mardi Gras. Uh, we'll all be there. It's You see more LSU caps there than anywhere else except for Tiger Stadium on, on game days. So uh, that's that update. Um, hopefully, like I said, hopefully we'll have more information and we can start the planning process so as i recall the last thing we talked about was a huge rant about uh disney springs and selling out to the corporate overlords to get basically a giant outlet mall at premier mall prices in my beloved downtown disney and pleasure island uh, but that was another rant for another day. Today we're gonna do a little bit of armchair Imagineering, talking about uh, Epcot. Now, WDW Radio recently did one of these podcasts as well, um, so I did have to kind of reconfigure my ideas a little bit. Um, but this would be mainly for the four acres that exists in the adventure, what is now known as the Adventure Outpost, what used to be originally slated to become an Africa pavilion, kind of a pan-Africa, um, except for Morocco, obviously, idea that they were going to build. But the problem with that was how do you represent, you know, dozens of countries with multiple languages, multiple different cultures, peoples, and environments in a four acres spot of land. Um, and you really, you can't do it and do it justice. Um, they did a bang up job by creating the fictional land of Harambe in Animal Kingdom. And honestly, I think that's what they should go with uh, as far as Africa, just continue to build up and build out uh, Harambe Village. They have plenty of space. I'm a former cast member or college programmer and I spent a lot of time in Africa. I was actually stationed up at Conservation Station which is a part of the African area and they have plenty of space to build. They don't um, even ignoring the Kilimanjaro safaris they don't need to build into that. There's a massive parking lot behind Africa the Harambe Village that they can build out into um, and expand it that way. So they have the space to develop it. Um, I think they should just continue to make that area bigger and better to truly represent the majesty that is Africa. Um, 
with all its natural beauty, um, and wonderful people. I met so many um, international program members that were from different parts of Africa that were just the nicest people you could ever possibly meet. Um, I have several friends that have been that have peer pressured me many times into going. I haven't because um, I'm a zookeeper and can't really afford it, especially now with the baby. But one day, hopefully, eventually, I'll get there. Um, but what I would like to see, um, and Lou Mangello and friends had alluded to this, was several different countries to kind of uh, fill in that spot and possibly one or two other spots. There is space um, next to Germany where the train area, trains set is now that could potentially fill up, be filled by another country. Um, and there's even potential that they could maybe build out into the World Showcase Lagoon and build smaller, maybe Polynesian islands or something like that in that area. So one of the, I'm just going to focus on two because I've only got, I try to keep the podcast short to like 30 minutes. So, you know, a good, easy, uh, at least one of my commutes, start to finish. Um, I would love to see a uh, Aust- an Australia uh, uh, area land in the parks um, with a I think you could do a lot with that with the whole um, there's a whole Aboriginal mythology and culture there that is untapped there's um, wildlife and amazing you have opportunity for cir- circle vision for a whole ride system they could um, kind of piggyback off of Universal Studios' success with Harry Potter and the uh, Forbidden Journey and kind of go with a Kuka Arm uh, type setup, which if you haven't seen a Kuka Arm, if you've seen Iron Man, um, imagine the dummy arms that he has helping him in his lab and attach a row of seats to that and put that on a track. Um, It's able to be programmed to focus focus the viewer on exactly what they want, almost like... Uh, actually it would be similar to the doom buggies in Haunted Mansion Um, only you could also rather than just 360 degrees of vision that you could control you could also move them up down tilting uh, up tilting left right every which way and the possibilities the the pos the potential for expansion with that is phenomenal Um, there's so, um, in addition to the Aboriginal people, you have the fact that Australia is very much a Southern Hemisphere, more or less a Southern Hemisphere version of the United States in many ways, and that it is a melting pot of hundreds of different nations that kind of came down to the Southern Hemisphere, started by the British as a penal colony, of course, as everyone knows, but they have definitely, uh, created their own culture, like I said, very similar in many respects to the United States, um, but more, a little bit more cultural, I feel. More of a unified, uh, not homogenized, but a unified blended culture, as opposed to the United States, which is more akin to less a gumbo 
and more of a more of a salad, I guess. I don't know, this is how it was described to me when I was in like seventh grade and we were learning about Ellis Island. Um, so yeah, uh, another option that they could go with, um, keeping with the Southern Hemisphere, would be, I mean, I would love to see um, maybe Brazil, which, you know, Lou had talked about on his podcast which is totally fair because you can do so much with it. Um, I think possibly maybe a kind of Peter Pan-esque ride through a very large greenhouse would be interesting um, because Animal Kingdom is very lacking in that uh, the whole rainforest areas, aside from the oasis, I feel like there's an opening there for a unique attraction in that regard. And then you've also, or you could make it kind of a uh, pan-South America area, similar to what they had originally planned for at the Adventure Outpost with Africa, but make it Peruvian. You could incorporate um, Emperor's New Groove. I like that movie. Other people have different opinions about it. Other ideas that I, and once again, I have no background in ride design, theme park design, aside from like Planet Coaster or Roller Coaster Tycoon. So take all of this with a, you know, a big old block of salt. Um, just things I would like to see. Um, you could potentially go with, well, India is kind of covered with Animal Kingdom in the Asia area, because let's be real, that's, that's more, definitely more Asia, more India, less Asia. Um, Maybe, hmm, I'm kind of spacing out. I'm sorry, guys, it's like 102 degrees today. I've been outside working for eight hours, so bear with me. I don't know. Maybe, let's see, we got Canada, we got Mexico, we got the U.S. That's, a, that's the big three in North America. Not to, you know, slout, slight the nations of Latin America and Greenland, but, I mean... Norway kind of covers the Scandinavian and Icelandic cultures pretty well, um, even though now it's more Arendelle. Unless they were to completely revamp all the nations into their um, Disneyfied film tie-ins, which would be interesting to say the least. I think you would lose a lot of the cultural aspects of it. But I mean, it would basically be slapping a fresh coat of paint on an already fantastic product. Um, I had thought about other nations like Greece, but and with the Hercules tie-in, that was very much more of a Roman. They didn't do a good... They, Hercules is a fantastic movie. I loved it, but it's really not based upon uh, the Greek myth so much as it is the Roman interpretation of it. Even the name Hercules is the Roman version. Uh, it's Heracles for the Greek. Um other nations you could possibly do. I mean, I would honestly, one of the ones on the drawing board for a long time uh, was Russia. I think there's, I mean, re regardless of the current state of uh, global affairs, I think there's a huge benefit to cultural exchanges with people that, you know, we don't always see eye to eye with. Um, 
and you can you learn a lot more about yourself by learning about other people that you wouldn't normally associate. Um, so it's worth at least, I feel it would be worth um, at least some blue sky concept work. Um, but yeah, that's kind of about it for that. Yeah, um, my biggest pick would be Australia, possibly, or maybe Egypt. I think Egypt would be really cool because you have a huge potential for just everything. Um, obviously, right now, you have more conflicts of, you have more uh, geopolitical issues similar to what you would have with Russia um, in just different aspects, more of the cultural versus the political aspect of it. But I think it would definitely be uh, worth it just to see. Um, I don't know if there would be any Egyptian countries that would be willing to sponsor Egyptian companies that we wouldn't sponsor it or if Egypt the nation would sponsor it much like uh, Morocco did um, but yeah uh, so yeah it's kind of a it is kind of a tough sell or uh, here you go um, although you know the far eastern Asian countries are very well represented with China and in Japan uh, Korea I feel would be a really good one to see um, I, I honestly don't know all that much about the Korean um, culture, so that would be a great way to learn more about it. Um, uh, I had mentioned earlier about possibly building out into World Showcase Lagoon. Um, there are areas that um, artificial islands could be set up to build it without compromising the view into like the fireworks shows. I feel like um, in the far corners of it, kind of where you make the turns from Future World into World Showcase would be a good spot. Similar to actually right by where uh, Adventure Outpost is now, you could build out into the water. Oops, slipped in my pool a little bit. Pool a little bit. Um, Adventure Outpost could shoot off into the water, maybe for an exhibit or a nation. Um, also, across the way from France and England, you can do a small um, pavilion for, I don't know, like Polynesia or something. I mean, once it, you know, you have the Polynesian um, resort, which covers that pretty well. It's more of a I mean, it's less of a kitschy, uh, tiki vibe now as so much as it is more of a legitimate um, representation. It's more of a legitimate representation of the culture. It's still not perfect, but it's it's getting better. Um, so yeah, that's another option. Um, yeah, so let's just say my best my best bet for what you could do. Um, both with potential for rides, pavilions, uh, historical significance would uh, definitely be a, an Australian, maybe even just all of Oceania pavilion, say, <laughs> including New Guinea um, and or the Guinea Islands as well as New Zealand in that. And you could Actually, yeah, let's say 
tell you what, let's let's uh, brainstorm this a little bit further. Do a little blue sky imagineering. Okay, you take all of the uh, adventure outpost and you flatten it. Um, you build backwards towards uh, the loop road, which actually heads towards uh, Hollywood Studios now. Um, and then you build out a little bit into World Showcase Lagoon, um, being careful not to obviously impede boat traffic where they take the barge in and out. Um, but you can definitely, I feel like you could definitely do something with that. Uh, maybe, especially especially now with uh, Moana as a tie-in, you could, they could do so much and make so much money off that. I know they're doing a Moana theming, themed area with like the journey of water or whatever they're building in um, the future world village uh, neighborhoods or whatever they're planning on calling it. I need to rewatch the uh, video. I never, I've seen, just seen YouTube videos of the presentation, but I feel like you could do something. Um, so yeah, that's my pick. Oceania in what was once the African area, now Adventure Outpost, where they have like an African gift shop and a, a not quite Dole Whip stand. I think it's like a pineapple fruit juice stand or something like that. It's good food. It's good. It's good. It's a good snack area. Um, it's got really cool, uh, like wooden carved and stone carved gifts. Don't get me wrong. It's amazing art that they have. I just feel like they could focus that better in Harambe, in Animal Kingdom, and develop that as its own unique area that's not um, seconded somewhere else. Um, if you've listened to, I think it was my second podcast, and this is only number four. But yeah, my second podcast, I talk a lot about clone areas, um, how I'm not a fan, if they're not really serving a more legitimate purpose. Um, like with uh, Galaxy's Edge being clones, yeah, that, but they it also cuts down on, or hopefully cuts down somewhat on the crowds because there's one on either coast and they're identical. Um, so yeah, that's that. Uh, let's see, other news, I don't have really much except for the upcoming reopening um, talk a little bit about next week's podcast um, be a new a new uh, entry into my growing list of ideas of things to ramble about for 30 minutes I'm gonna be calling it uh, nostalgia glasses um, looking at the original DuckTales TV show that everybody has so much uh, love for. I'm going to watch a few. I'm going to watch as many episodes as I can over the next week. Maybe including Legend of the Lost Lamp, which I loved as a kid. I loved DuckTales when I was little. I love the new version of DuckTales now. Um, I think plot-wise, animation, um, characterizations, they're all fantastic. Um, I have not rewatched the old DuckTales recently, but I've got a few days off this week, so we'll see what happens. Um, I'll either come away loving DuckTales or wanting to gouge my ears and eyes out. I do recall that uh, in one of the newer episodes, um, Dewey goes back in time to meet his mom and Uncle Donald, and... Donald is voiced by the same guy that voiced the original nephews, and he uses the original nephew's voice, and 
Uh, let's just say it makes you want to claw your ears out a little bit. Um, so yeah, we'll see how I feel after that. Um, it is always dangerous kind of going back to your childhood and looking at old things like that. I remember, oh God, it must've been eight, eight years ago now. Uh, I was at my mom's house and I was going through some of my old stuff in my old bedroom and I found my old Thundercats VHS tape, popped it in and it was so sad and depressing what it actually, how I actually remembered it. Um, a similar thing happened with uh, Transformers, the movie and the G.I. Joe show and the Super Mario Brothers show. It just did not, did not hold up. So we'll see what happens. Um, I know a lot of diehard Disney fans hate like to hate on the new DuckTales because of the change in animation and the change in the uh, voice actors, but uh, sometimes change is for the best. So with that, I will bid you wonderful listeners adieu. Don't forget to love each other. Um, keep up uh, just being good and watching out for each other. This is a crazy time in history right now that we're going through. Um, global pandemic um the civil um this general unrest and unease throughout the nation throughout the u.s um with, which is absolutely rightfully so um that's all i'll say about it i'm absolutely an ally for the black lives matter movement um all lives can't matter until all lives matter, until black lives matter, until people of color matter, until um, the LGBTQA community matters. Um, yeah, just, you know, love each other. Be good to each other. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Science is science. Science is real. It's not... Life is not a pol political game. So I'm gonna get off my soapbox now um, and hope you guys have a magical day. Thank you so much for listening. It's good to be back podcasting. Um, hope to see you guys uh, during my next trip down to Florida or whenever, whenever that may be, hopefully sooner rather than later. Don't forget to love each other and goodbye.